Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Welcome to this special Christmas episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by Brig. Merry Christmas, Baseball Family. Man, we're excited to be here. <laughs> we are excited. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy I'm so excited. birthday. <laughs> Frosty. <laughs> when, when Wilson was little... Uh, he was obsessed with Frosty. There was one year he he loved. I think he was two, yeah. and he'd walk around going, "Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Birthday." <laughs> oh, I come across awesome. that video every year, and I'm like, "Yes, little Wilson, so funny." That's awesome. But anyway, we've got some current events to run down. It was kind of a slow week as far as like big signings, just because that already happened. We talked about that last week, um, but there were there's still some still some things that went on. Um, still some pretty big news that's kind of, I guess, stirring right now. Um, yeah, most of it's stirring. Yeah. Yeah, kind of simmering in the pot. Um, but after we go through our current events, we're going to go through our Christmas lists for Baseball Santa. So, you ready, Brig? I'm so ready. All right, let's do this. First, there is something actually big that uh, that came down the pipeline this morning actually it's saturday morning right now um brig i think you have a better hold of what this is than i do but the city of anaheim approved for the angels and Artie moreno to purchase angel stadium and all the land around it not just Um, can you give us some details on that yeah not just all the land around it we're it's 153 acres of land in anaheim and this case this was reported by oscar flores fox 11 five hours ago okay so, here here's what it does. The city council voted four to two to approve the purchase and sale agreement for a 153 acre property to include Angel Stadium of Anaheim. And so, each you ready for this? The land yeah. is valued at approximately 2.1 million dollars per acre. Wow! <laughs> I mean, it is Orange County. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty pretty big real estate yeah or pretty expensive real estate yep so here i'm just going to summarize but basically what it looks like they want to do is build downtown disney 
at Angel Stadium. It's just like Wrigleyville, just like the Battery in Atlanta um, mm-hmm. or Marietta or wherever it actually is. And that's what that's the future, right? That's the future. Yeah. And so this is just the next step. But I'm really excited about this because maybe the city of Anaheim will start taking some ownership again and uh, and they'll go back to being Anaheim Angels or the California Angels or something. I know you talked about last week with the TV deal and being in L.A. and having that on your name so that you can get on TV. But there's got to be a better way. And uh, this might be a good step. They're certainly not going around, going away. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They're going to be around. And I think... I think this is going to be very good for the team because we've talked about fan experience, right? Yep. And and having something like this, it gives you something. It gives you a reason to get to the game early because my wife grew up going to Angels games, and I could not believe her lackadaisical approach to going to a, a baseball game. Right. You know, get there second or third inning, no big deal. And I'm like, excuse me, what? She's a, huh? what when do you huh? get to the game? <laughs> You know, because I I like to go for batting practice if I can, mm-hmm. um, and I think this will encourage people to be there. You know, like oh, let's go walk around downtown. I don't know what they're gonna call it. You know, I don't know downtown um, Angelville like Trout Troutland. Trout Maybe they'll call it Heaven. I don't know. <laughs> um, if they we go don't, walk around, see what there is to see. It. You know. Get, <laughs> exactly you know and then uh, and then get to your seats and you know if you still get there a little bit late whatever it's i don't know but that's that's on you that's, that's the way you choose to go to games sure but anyways so it, it it it's going to enhance the fan experience i think it's going to help people get out to the games and the angels are going to have an exciting team to watch over the next seven years yeah 14 years 13 something like that so. well and that's what i was going to say so the final plans are going to be approved sometime between 2023 and 2025. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is perfect. That's perfect opportunity. And I, you know what? I can see them accelerating this if a World Series is imminent. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which I, I think we're um, all kind of hoping for. Yes and no for me. <laughs> you don't want to see know, just because Mike Trout in AOS, play in a World Series? I would love to see Mike Trout play in a World Series, but I would rather see Kyle Lewis play in the World Series. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, that's just me. Okay. Like I said, it's an all AL West thing. If 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 we die before Mike Trout plays in a World Series, or if he retires before whichever comes first. Well, hopefully he retires first. Jeez. I'm going to be really upset if I don't get to see Mike Trout win a World Series. But you know who never even got to play in a World Series? Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it happens. It does happen. It definitely happens, but... I don't like it. I don't like it either, but I'd like to see it, but at first I'd like to see the Mariners play in a World Series. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have priorities. I you have do. priorities. And we'll get into your priorities in a minute. We will. Exactly. <laughs> so, speaking of the Angels, though, we have a former Angel who was in the news this week. Ian Kinsler, you know, he was... Yeah, had a cup of coffee with the Angels. Yeah. Um he retired this week. I couldn't yep. believe that. 14 seasons he retires. And um I remember when when Ian Kinsler played for the Rangers. I had a I had a buddy I was working with when I, I was in school and we were working at Walmart together. And 
uh, we were talking about the Rangers, and I said, you know who I like? I like Ian Kinsler, and he goes, right, me too. I was like, that dude just looks like a ball player. I remember when he was in yeah. Texas, like, it's like, could you paint a picture of what a baseball player looks like? And it would always come up like Ian Kinsler. He had his high socks or pants yeah. up, you know. Yeah, totally. And and he just looked like a guy who was, like, ready to play baseball and was, I don't know. I don't know what it was. And he's always been, to me, one of those kind of fringe guys I, I paid attention to and, and wanted to do well just mm-hmm. because – like I say, he looked like a ball player, and I want, I don't know, it's just kind of a strange thing, but yeah, I, I feel like baseball people understand what that means, <laughs> but it's totally. hard to describe, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Well, I just think it's sad that he's one hit shy of 2,000, <laughs> you know? Oh, I know. It's he's so a four-time all-star, <laughs> and that's the crappiest thing, that's his crappiest thing ever. You nailed it when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, four-time All-Star. I think he had a good career. I mean, he's he's obviously not a Hall of Famer. Um, no, but he was but, a contributor. You know, like yeah. a solid contributor. Yeah. Um. Do you know about the Bat Company that he is a part of? Uh. Wh- which one? No, I don't so know about this. There's a company in Texas called Warstick. Okay. And um, they're actually it's actually a pretty cool company. They make they make some sweet bats. They're kind of like loaded on the sweet spot as okay. far as like where they're built. Um, they have a really skinny, skinny handle and it takes a long time to get to the, get to the fat part, but all like, you can tell just by looking at them that they're really distributed at the barrel with the weight. Oh yeah. Um, but they make some sweet designs. And one thing that's really cool is with every purchase, they, uh, they donate money to uh, native American sports programs. Cool. So he's involved with them. So is Jack White from the White Stripes. No, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, they invested into this company with this guy who played, I think he played at Ole Miss or Mississippi State, I don't remember. Anywho, um, so they invested in this company and they do a lot with them. And uh, Ian Kinsler has swung a war stick in the big leagues for probably the last four or five years. Hmm. Maybe up to seven years. Um, wow, these are really nice looking bats. Yeah, they're sweet. And their marketing stuff is amazing. They do some great stuff with uh with like the way that they present their product. It's a it's a cool company and yeah. I I think it's pretty cool what they do as far as supporting um Native American sports as well. Yeah, that's but cool. So, oh, competitively priced as well. This is cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool cool company, uh cool bats, cool products. Um I dig it. But I also saw that he's gonna be staying in the front office. Um, so he'll, so obviously, you know, he'll be working with Warstick yeah. more. I'm sure that he'll be able to be around there more and helping out with that. But, um, I also saw that he's going to be staying in the front office with the Padres. Is he really? Yep. Yep. So he'll be staying in the front office with the Padres. Um, I don't see exactly what his role will be. You know, he might just be like a special assistant to the, <laughs> to the uh-huh. GM or whatever, which is just kind of like go around and do some do a little bit of scouting if he wants him to or or whatever but influence um, a guy but yeah he's gonna he's gonna stick around the padres so break some thumbs that was pretty cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's cool i like that so here's dean kinsler for a for a solid career and just being an all-around good guy i think dilly dilly so well here's another guy i feel like is 
an all-around good guy and great player to watch who has been an MVP candidate the last couple years, a few years. Mookie okay. Betts yeah. is on the trade block. Show enough. The Red Sox are looking to move Mookie Betts. And I think I think it's a big deal. Somebody oh, of his caliber huge. being traded. And, uh, I mean, we know the Red Sox are obviously looking to kind of mix up that roster a little bit after the year they had this last year, which which we've said wasn't a terrible year, but coming off World Series, you expect them to be more consistent and play better baseball all around. Of course. The rebound is hard, though, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's such a thing as a World Series hangover. Yeah, totally. Um, but right now, it's uh, looks it's looking like the Dodgers are the front runner in that trade. What do you, what kind of impact do you think that would have on that outfield break? I mean, the biggest impact. <laughs> Talk about uh, spoiled riches, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're, what do you call it when you say that? The rich getting richer. No, there's a phrase. I don't, I don't know. know. That'd just, be lousy with talent, his... though. It would be <laughs> ugly. Anyway, that's what I think. I think that, you know what, and and he might be better served somewhere else. I, I'm not going to say that that's how I feel, but it, I can see it being possible, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it. who knows if maybe he'll go to L.A. or wherever and get in an environment where he's like, oh, I actually like it here better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not like I said, not saying that he will, but. Maybe he will be better somewhere, which would be scary for the rest of the league, to be honest. Yeah. Well, especially if he ends up in a loaded outfield like that. That would be terrifying. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be terrifying. But I I feel like anywhere he goes, it's going to have a major impact that he's going to take that team to the next level because that's one more great and consistent bat in that lineup and and great outfielder, too. I mean, he was an infielder at one point. He converted to the outfield. He did it seamlessly, it feels like. Yeah, it was seamless, for sure. I think he's one of the most high-impact players the game has right now. I agree, yeah. You know, I remember last year they were talking about uh, coming up on Bryce Harper's deal and Manny Machado's deal. And um, and Dan Patrick, who I listen to every day, was very high on Mookie Betts. He's like, you kidding me? He's like, if Bryce Harper and Manny Machado were getting this kind of money, he's like, I would pay Mookie Betts way more than that because he's worth way more than that. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree that that he's that he's worth it. I agree. Well, he's all around better defensively than Bryce Harper. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Goes without saying, right? Can we say that? Yeah. Out loud, with somebody's not going to get mad. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't care. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. It, it is true. It is absolutely true. But the one thing for me that comes to mind with Mookie Betts is the magic. Well, I wouldn't say the magic, but the. The quality of content provided when a when an outfielder is mic'd up in the big leagues. Oh, for sure, man. That spring training to, that spring training game where he was mic'd up ain't getting yeah. to this one, boys. Yep. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. And that was like obviously I knew who Mookie Betts was, but that was the first time I was like, I like this guy. He's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yep, I agree. So yeah, it'll be exciting to see him mature even further, and and uh, you know, I don't know, he deserves it. Oh yeah, for sure, and that's that's definitely a trade to follow, to to see what where he goes, because and this is the thing, this is the big thing with it too, is you can trade it. There's two times you can trade a guy, like like Mookie Betts, you can either trade him too early and get a haul, uh-huh. or you can trade him too late and he's lost all of his value. Right. Yeah. 
it's kind of a three-year window with with a lot of guys like this. And I'm thinking the Red Sox are thinking, you know what? He's peaked. What? He's on the downhill side. That could be what they're thinking. Or he's peaking right now, and we've gotten the best out of him. And what? we're going to trade him, and in a few years he is not going to be what he is. Because that oh happens my. a lot. Yeah, I know. But, right? But Mookie Betts? No. The, it I, could be. I'm, I'm not I'm not. Sure. I'm not saying that's what they're thinking. I'm saying that they could, could be, be thinking their that. approach. Yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. I just think it's psycho. To say yeah. that Mookie Betts ha- has peaked is absurd. To say that he is peaking is a little less absurd. Um, I would say that he's probably reaching his peak soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm sure he is. I don't think he's there yet. I think he's still one of the best players on the field in the entire league. And Do you, he's you still think he has up, somewhere to go up? Yes, I still think he has room. Yeah. I think he just needs a little bit of freedom to breathe. Probably, yeah. If if you put him in a, in a in a situation with a bunch of younger guys where he was, but that had a lot of talent, and the, okay, so if he ends up in uh, Toronto, let's say he ends up in Toronto, uh-huh. and he's got all these young kids who are super hungry and super energetic and have crazy amounts of talent, right? Crazy, right? You put him with them and let him lead and watch him kick it into the next gear. You just watch. You watch him. Oh, yeah. His yeah. whole personality will shift just enough, and it will, and and we'll see a new Mookie Betts that is way better than the one we have now. You watch. That's what I would do. Okay, so let's look at this. He's twenty seven right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he is in it. He is in his prime for sure. And I think a lot of this has to do with luxury tax. The Red Sox are going to have to pay luxury tax this offseason because of their payroll. Yeah. Um. So I think that's one. But honestly, if I was the Red Sox, I'd be trading somebody else. I would never let him go. This is our guy. He's our leader. We want to build around him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But he's not given that kind of leeway right now. He's not given – they're not putting him on the pedestal that way. Right, and they they should be. And they should be. But if they got him in Toronto or somewhere like that where Mm -hmm. he can really make a difference – you know, I, I put him in Cincinnati. See what happens. Yeah. Watch watch that team come to life. I think a guy like Mookie Betts can really turn things around for a team. The thing that I was thinking is there's every team, every good team has that clubhouse glue guy. Yes. Right? Yes. Who kind of brings like for the Mariners I felt like, I've always felt like it was D Gordon. Of course. Like yeah, when he's sure. when he's not there, that team feels out of sorts. Um mm-hmm. Which, you know, has kind of been an issue. But anyways, that's beside the point. Mookie Betts, to me, feels like he can be that clubhouse glue guy. And if any team that has any kind of cohesion issues, um, whether it's when the season gets long in August and September, has somebody who can kind of rally the troops and and figure out some other way to get everybody, I don't want to say re-motivated, but kind of like refocused. Yeah, back on track. Yeah then he would make all the difference. Like L.A., he could be, and, and you oh. know, he has a World Series ring. Yep. If he goes with the Dodgers, he could be one of those guys who says, hey, we're focused on the wrong thing. This is how we get to the end goal. Yeah. Then maybe the Dodgers could break through because we haven't seen any sign of them breaking things up. Like I had seen a lot of stuff that was like, oh, they could trade A, a through double Z right. as far as the you know these players go. 
But they haven't done anything. Ryu is probably the only guy who's not coming back next year. Uh huh. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it could be a big deal for sure if the Dodgers get him and uh, and he helps that team with with his World Series experience. What we got to move on really quick though. What is going to happen with Francisco Lindor and? Are the Yankees actually going to acquire Kyle Schwarber? Those are my two biggest questions right now, hot stove style. I hadn't heard about the. I hadn't heard any rumors about Schwarber or heard. I don't hear anything. I read stuff. I hadn't seen anything about the Schwarber rumors. I didn't know that. There's this quiet little murmur going around about the Yankees have been looking at Kyle Schwarber since like 2016, and they just are they're just quietly waiting for the opportunity to snatch him up. And, you know, because I'm a Yankees fan, maybe that's why I catch wind of it. But I hear about it maybe once or twice a year, um, you know, trade deadline time and hot stove time like now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, – I just I – w- if you were the Cubs, would you – under what circumstances would you let Kyle Schwarber go to the Yankees or anybody? Um, the Yankees, I don't know. But I would probably let Schwarber go. Um, given what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, because Chris Bryant is on the trade block. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably just, I'd probably do it. I mean, sometimes you just got to have to, you kind of have to get rid of everybody who's had that, that rough stretch after yep. that World Series win and, and start fresh, you know? Interesting. Like, I remember, so I've talked before about how I'm a Seahawks fan and, when the Seahawks lost that Super Bowl on that terrible play at the end of the game, yeah, uh, Keith Olbermann, I think he was with ESPN at the time. He might have been with NBC still. Anyway, he said uh, the only way the Seahawks are going to get past this is if they tear this thing down and they get rid of everybody. And I thought he was crazy at the time, but seeing everything that's happened since, like they waited maybe a year too long to get everything torn down, yeah. and now they're finally getting back to contending again. Right. The Cubs, they tried their they tried their best to keep everything together they and did. create a dynasty. And it's not working. It, yeah, it's not working. They had to get they got rid of Madden. Um, they're talking about trading away who was like supposed to be their franchise centerpiece, you know, with yep. Chris Bryant. And if you're gonna if you're willing to trade away Chris Bryant, you've got to make everybody else available too. Pretty much, yeah. And maybe Anthony Except Rizzo is the guy Baez. they want to build. Yeah, and you know maybe Anthony Rizzo is the guy they want to build around, and maybe Javi Baez. I don't know, but Addison Russell's gone. Um, yeah. I've heard Wilson Contreras' name thrown, or like I said, heard. I don't hear anything. I've seen Wilson Contreras' name thrown around a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to make everybody available, but you've got to choose one guy. You want it, one or two guys you want to keep as your as your main pieces. Oh, I think they've made that pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With yeah, Javi Baez and Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I th- I think anybody who wants wants to come get Schwarber, if it's a good enough deal, let him go. Huh. Okay. So what yeah. about Lindor? He's the other name that that's kind of tickling everybody a little bit right now, and we're waiting right. to see what's going to happen. Do you think he's leaving uh, Cleveland? I think he is. Yeah. Um. I think I think somebody's going to come get him and. Uh, the, the Indians are gonna—they're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna have to rebuild. Um, they did a great job 
contending for i mean it's been like the last decade they've been uh-huh. contending for the central and then this last year you know they they dipped and the twins played out of their mind that's part of the reason totally but but you know it's it just, sometimes it just gets to the point where you got to start over so and and the and the Indi- the indians are a really well run team yeah, i think agreed. that they'll be able to put things back together and get back to contending in the central here in the next couple of years yeah, but some, but quick. you've got to get rid of that that guy sometimes because you just can't afford to pay him and everybody. Speaking of so. starting over and the Twins, um, they've shown they're interested in just being bad. <laughs> I guess. They've, no, they've shown their interest in not having in, or they've shown their lack of interest in pitching and defense is what it is. Yeah, specifically, we're going to hit home runs, but we're not going to be we're not going to be good on the other side. Specifically illustrated by this week's signing of Tyler Clippard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just You're thought. more familiar with him than I am. Oh, what, yes, what is I am. Because anytime I hear people mention Tyler Clippard, who he's played, like, if he's played for their team, they go, oh, Tyler Clippard. No. I'm surprised his name was uttered in my home. <laughs> was it followed by a... <laughs> oh, derision. Yes. <laughs> I can't. Look, he was once an all-star. And it's true. He was, you know, his past, his history speaks volumes to his history, <laughs> his <laughs> l- old history. But his recent history is abysmal. And I don't even yeah. know. Ugh, I don't know. I don't even I have to just recuse myself. I don't know how to talk about Tyler Clippard without getting upset. <laughs> I can't do it. So I, I have guys like that, like like uh, Justin Smoke played for the Mariners and he was horrible, horrible. Yeah. And then he goes to Toronto and he's an All Star. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Are you for reals? Well, he the pressure so. cooker of Seattle. Yeah, such that it is. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's just intense there, Brad. <laughs> oh, I know those fans are all over you. It's the garlic expecting expecting you to win and yeah. expecting you. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh so Anywho. anyway just had to make that joke about the twins wanting to be bad <laughs> it seems like it It seems like they have no desire to improve in pitching which is weird but whatever yeah, yeah i don't Do your get thing, it minnesota all right let's take a quick break when we get back we're gonna put together our lists for baseball santa hey babe i'm headed to concessions do you want me to grab you something yeah anything whatever you're getting Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that. No, that doesn't sound good. Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh, I don't think I want either of those either. Um, but just get me anything. <sighs> what do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We are excited to bring you this next segment. We've been talking about it uh, between us for a couple of days now. Mm-hmm. And Brad asked me and said he would also do the same. We want to tell you what we want for Christmas from Major League Baseball. From Baseball Santa. Yeah, we're going to ask Baseball Santa officially today for uh, our top four requests, Christmas gift requests. 
from Major League Baseball. <laughs> yes. Why don't you go ahead and start us off, Brig? You, you you want me to start? Yeah, yeah. I want your first one. Okay, mine are weighted, right? Oh. I have values associated with them. Should I start at the top of the most weighty, have heavy the mo- the thing I want the most, or should I start at the bottom? How do you want to play it? Um, go with the with the thing that has the least weight, because okay. then we can build up, and then that last thing you want really stick in Santa's mind. Good. Yes. Oh. Okay. The first thing I want for Christmas from Baseball Santa is I want J.A.W. Bats licensed for MLB use. Oh, that's a good one. If you guys don't know about J.A.W. Bats, just get on their Instagram and uh, and and just be prepared to be uh, super impressed. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like fanboying out over here. I I sometimes I only get on Instagram just to see their newest bat <laughs> designs. <laughs> I kid you not, they're beautiful. Their they website's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And you know what I dig about them is that they're loud. Mm-hmm. They're they're loud and they're not afraid to break the rules and they're not afraid to go against the the grain. Did I just say that with wood bats? I did. Whoa. Um oh, anyway, they're uh <laughs> I think they're the newest most fun most exciting thing i've been watching them for a couple years and they've got um they started just like on a lathe you know and now they've got a big machine that's turning them out (sighs) but they'll like fleck paint on this stuff and they've Mm -hmm. got a blowtorch that they're charring the wood figure on and their paints and stuff their stains and everything i don't speak technical baseball bat design (laughs) So I don't know how to describe all the dipping and the foiling and all the things they're doing. All I know is it makes me so freaking happy. And I want that's my first Christmas wish is for them to be major league approved because uh, we need to see these bad boys in games. I agree with you. So Briggs sends me these all the time. He sends me Instagram posts of this company all the time. And I, I agree with you. These bats are fan freaking tastic. They're amazing. And but the favorite, my favorite thing that they do is that, like you said, the flame, the wood tempered or the the flame tempered oh, wood, because yeah. yeah. it looks so good the way that they do it. It's amazing. Well, and These when they fi- when they when they burn it and then paint paint over it with a thin layer of color, it's mm-hmm. like unreal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No man, these guys are crazy awesome. Yeah, they've got a good team of creative creative guys uh, putting those bats together. They're yep. they're sweet bats. I I would love to see see those in Major League Baseball. I agree with you, and and we've talked about this before that maybe they would have to kind of tone it down a little bit, simmer down. You know, they've got some great but, stuff that's not loud though. So yeah, yeah, and I'm sure they do. And that's what, that's what I was just gonna say that I'm. But I'm sure that those bats would still be unique, and they would customize them according to how the player would want them. So of course, yeah, totally, super cool. I like that. Now I feel kind of stupid with the rest of mine because mine are all like more serious than that. Oh, mine are serious too. Okay, I've right, got okay. yeah. My other three are very serious. This not that I'm not serious about their bats. I really am. Oh yeah, for sure. Just that yeah, that it, it won't affect the larger game like my other ones will. Okay, good. What's yours, Brad? My first one is more like a stocking stuffer. Oh um, yeah, but it's also something that I want every year. I want the Mariners to finish above 600. 
Uh, yeah, okay. That's evidence that I'm not good at math. 600 is 97 wins. Seattle, let's settle for 500. Let's go for 81 wins. Thanks. <laughs> We're stocking stuff. Or... Like... <laughs> it's just a small thing. You know, just wrap it up in tissue paper, put it in my stocking. I don't know. Um, I'd, li- I'd like the Mariners to finish over 600 because the summer is more enjoyable when I can cheer for the Mariners. <laughs> that's a good it's a good one and just like anything so yeah i'd I'd like the mariners to finish over 600 and they've they've kind of gone away from the losing 100 games thing but i'd like to see these young guys that are going to be coming up this next year i'd like to see them uh do well and they don't even have to contend in 2020 if they do that's just like icing on the cake but i'd like to see them win about two-thirds of their games that's pretty cool. I dig that. Well, and better competition overall means better quality for everyone watching and better, you know, playoff races and mm-hmm. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So Yeah, and they're in that they're in the competitive AL West. You know, obviously the Angels are gonna be better this year. Um I mean, you would think, at least in the in the regular season because they've got all those bats. Um yep. and you know, you've obviously you got the Astros. The A's contend every year because they they just do a great job putting that team together. And the Rangers are going to be better this year, probably. I don't know. For some reason, a lot of guys want to go play for the Rangers right now. I don't know what the deal is. but It's true. Yeah, you're right. But the AOS is going to be very competitive, and the Mariners are going to have to start winning games that they want to even, I don't know, like be relevant at all. So Yeah, I agree with you. Let's shoot for 600 this year. 600 is a good shoot. Just shoot, 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 forget. (laughs) 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 Or or whatever. (laughs) Something, yeah. Along the, I don't know. All right. (laughs) What's your next item? I want, I'm asking Baseball Santa to expand to 32 teams. Mm. In doing so, in doing so, I want them to retain the entire minor league system as it is. Mm-hmm. With a couple of, you can change a couple of cities. I got it. When you don't draw a crowd, right? That kind of thing mm-hmm. is acceptable. But ultimately, I want most of the minor league infrastructure to remain the same, and I want the franchising to continue. Uh-huh. And the biggest reason I want it is to bring back old school pennant races. That's what mm-hmm. I want. I want old school pennant races back. There you go. Yeah. And I think that whole minor league system thing, there's been a lot of developments recently um, that I think we, in in a couple of weeks, I think we'll go more in depth with that. And especially since there's there's going to be more news on that coming in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Oh, I think so. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you on that. The minor league system needs to stay the same because for me, ultimately, it's the, it's the product at the top, right? Right. Because it's exactly right. Yeah, like the big league product is better when there's, like I said before, the seven layers of the candy cane forest yeah, that players right. have to go through to get there. So yep, that's a good yep, one. Yep. I Thanks, like that. Man. What's your number two? My number two is someone to break the home run record, the single season home run record. I don't care who it is, anybody. Aaron Judge, <laughs> Pete Alonzo, Vlad Jr. for all I care. I don't I don't care right. who it is. So if somebody can hit 74 home runs, that'd be fantastic. Like I said, I don't care who it is. 
it just as long as it's not Bonds. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I just want somebody to overtake Bonds. Because it's Bonds or because you were excited about a new record? Because it's Bonds. Okay, good. That's how I feel too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I don't really care about the records. I just I don't want that one standing. And eventually I'd like to see somebody break his record, like his all-time record. Yeah. But with the with where everybody is right now, um we've got a while to go. But yeah. Yeah, no, I'd like to see that record broken. And if the baseballs are indeed juiced, then it should be happening sometime in the next couple of years. I heard they're not. Well, so this is this is the thing that everybody's saying. So like the laces were dropped down by like a millionth of an inch or something like that. Something millimeters. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so they're saying that it's oh, so indeed the balls are more aerodynamic. And it's like I understand that something like that that minor can make a difference, but I don't think it makes that big of a difference. Sure. So the, all the talk was, well, the laces are different, so they're more aerodynamic, so they are juiced. It's like, no, I don't think they are. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That then the pitcher should be getting more velocity on their fastballs. Right. And less break. Yeah, exactly. If that's the case, it would move less. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Cool. Anyway, I like more that. home runs. Like well, that. one person hit a bunch of home runs. <laughs> One, just one. I don't want just more one, home just runs. One. Yeah, no, I don't no, want no, more no, home no, runs no. across the league. Just, I, yeah, I want no. one guy to go crazy and hit a bunch of home runs one season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. That's Yes. No, we are small ball advocates here. <laughs> yes, we are. Line drives, not play uh, balls. That's right. Um. All right, my number two. Yeah. Or three, whatever. The next one. <laughs> is, <laughs> Whatever's uh, next. <laughs> I I want ticket prices going down. I want I want Major League Baseball to make their games more accessible to everybody. Mhm. So, um and so, some some clubs do a really great job, you know? They yeah. they really do a great job. But I uh yeah, I just need I just need ticket prices to go down a little bit and I'm not even sure what kind of price point I want. I've been thinking about that. Mhm. But uh, and and I and I understand the implications of how you know what would need to happen to get there, with maybe like a royalty share program, uh, maybe a salary cap program. All those things are good. Those are mm-hmm. good ideas anyway. Yeah. But I don't really care how we get there. I just need, I just need it to be less expensive, to take my family and friends and go to a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember looking at tickets to go to a Mariners game when I was in high school, and I was like, dang, this is cheap. You know, like, for me to buy tickets, it's like, oh, I can get a lower-level ticket for, you know, 30-something bucks. And as, like, a 17-year-old with a job, I was like, I could do that. Totally, But as an adult with two kids and a wife, like, that's a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, and the tickets have gone up since then, right? Prices are more than they used to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It, it would be nice. I don't know, like like you said, I don't know exactly what it would take to get there. Maybe salary cap is what it would take because Yeah, I think so. Then they're not paying it. all these outlandish contracts, but but do you mind if I lead into my other one real quick? My lead next it. one? Because it's kinda of along those lines. I want the C B A to be renegotiated this year, uh, because oh. I don't want there to be a strike or a lockout. And with oh. that, I want a hard salary cap. Oh, Brad. That's what I want, Baseball Santa. That's my number one. <laughs> what? It is. 
I you know that's what I, I was gonna say. I debated making it my number one between like that one and the next one. I did. I almost made it my number one, but so let's go ahead and get into this then for the two of us. That's what so, I want, Brad. <laughs> you read my mind. You've been looking in my stocking. No, I. I'm with you. I want negotiations to begin early. I want to avoid a strike. Yeah. I want them to uncover the deeper issues that are going to be problematic at the deadline. I want to. I want to know what those are now, so that we can solve them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Because we've had the NBA and the NFL lockout this decade, right? Was it? I don't. Know. It might have been ten know. years ago. Sometime in the last ten years, they've locked out, and I don't want baseball to do that because. It, it just, it's hard for fans to relate to to what the players want, right? Because totally. when the NFL was locked out, they said it's millionaires arguing with billionaires, and nobody can relate to that. Yeah, you know, like, like oh, we want this many millions of dollars, you know, put into whatever, and we want the salary cap to be at this million, many millions of dollars, whatever. And for us, we're like. Do you know how long it's going to take me to work to make a million dollars? Like that I just is want not to go to a baseball game. It yeah. doesn't cost me an arm and a leg. Yeah, I just want to be able to get by and be able to go to a baseball game. Exactly. And for these millionaires to be saying we want this many more millions, like there's times that I'm like, how many millions do you need? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's not relatable, and it really it really hurts the the player fan relationship right yeah. like because there's no owner fan relationship like we know they're billionaires we know this that these teams are their toys but yes. for us it's like i want to be able to cheer for you but if i know this is how you are hmm. it makes it hard it makes it That's more like perspective it makes me more like more likely to take the jerry seinfeld approach of i'm just cheering for laundry out there i'm not cheering for the players wow <laughs> you know yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah. It, it's hard for me. Like when the, when the NFL and the NBA locked out, like I was more excited when the NBA came back, but when the NFL came back, I was like, ah, eh, they could take a couple of years off. I wouldn't care. Okay. So here's, here's why I got to have this problem solved early because in 1994, when they went on strike and didn't finish the season, uh-huh. an enti- almost, almost an entire generation of baseball fans tapped out. Right. And, yeah. And my father-in-law is one of them, right? He said, that's it. I don't care anymore. And it wasn't until I joined the family in 2013 that he started watching baseball again. Okay? So here's what I think is going to happen. That generation, if we go on strike again, and if we lose any baseball, they're going to lose our parents' generation. They stand a chance of losing a lot of our generation. Mm -hmm. Everybody in between for sure. And it's going to negatively impact all of the kids coming after us. All of the, our children are gonna are gonna lose baseball experience because we're angry, and because their grandparents are angry. So Wilson, yeah. and Olivia, and and Stella, and all of our kids are gonna are gonna they're it's gonna it's gonna dramatically impact their relationship with baseball because us and their their parents and their grandparents are going to be so angry and they won't understand why they'll just go without baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly. terrible. I mean, it seems um, like almost like catastrophic to say this, 
But I I feel like a strike right now could kill baseball. It it may it may. And I, I don't like to say that because it, I, I would hate to see that happen. But I mean, we could, it could get to the point where, like you said, we lose so many generations of fans with baseball that it could lead to contraction. Oh, it could huge. You know that we see empty ballparks all across the country, and I mean, I don't know if they ever would contract just because. That's a lot of money, but if it comes mm-hmm. to that, you know, I mean, we we saw the MLS for a long time had a hard time keeping franchises. They they'd have a team somewhere, and then the because the league was spiking, but then it would drop back down, and they would contract. They'd take teams away, yeah. you know, and now it's back up again. And it's spiking again, so they're bringing in franchises all over the place. But if in ten years people decide they don't like soccer as much anymore, then it could be the same thing. You know, they could contract yeah. again. And we could see that with baseball, and I know it's a it's an established sport. It's one of the big three, but man, it could be hard. It could be really hard. Like I said, with the growth of soccer, that if baseball is contending with that, that could be trouble. Yeah, it could be trouble with a strike. Fans could want to yeah, just I go think, somewhere else. Yeah, and uh, makes me sad even thinking about it. Truly sad. Yeah, yeah. Because, same here. Uh, you know, I can't imagine a world with without baseball. I can't imagine a world where I don't get to take my kid to a ballpark yeah. and uh or turn on a game and and it's not that far back that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So I just I think like if anybody in the players association or in the commissioner's office or whatever if they're listening then they need to really understand that this has the this has the potential to ruin baseball for a lot of people. My father-in-law gave up on baseball, came back a little bit reluctantly, mm-hmm. and if this happens again, he will not only be so out, he will complain about it for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He will. And he be won't angry. be the only one. No, and he no. He just represents a group of people that are going to be that way. Yep. I'm not sure what I would do. I don't know honestly how I would react, but it would hurt. It would. It would be. It would be terribly hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. for me and and i'm as in as it gets you know like we you and i were we represent like the most involved of the fan base mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who are way less involved than us and in our listeners and and they're they'll they'll just leave yeah like thinking about it it makes me feel like <laughs> so if there was a strike and we're still when we're sitting here doing this podcast it would feel like um like one of those post-apocalyptic worlds where You've got you've got people out there broadcasting. Well, if you're listening, it's <laughs> yeah. still dusty and still dry, and the world has still been destroyed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, exactly that's what right. it would feel like. <laughs> well, yeah. they're still locked out. There's no news update, so <laughs> I don't want to know what to tell you. This is going to be a short episode. <laughs> Just so you know, you're not alone in the world. <laughs> We're here for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that feels like. That's what I picture. Yeah, there's a strike. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> let's let's all hope, pray, uh, intone whatever whatever we gotta do. Write our letters to, to Santa. Uh, write letters to Santa Claus. Man, he might be the only one who could save this. <laughs> could be. Christmas they got magic. some issues. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, what's your number one then? That was my number one. 
my number one is I want MLB to come down hard on the Houston Astros. Oh, yeah. Big time. I am sick of teams cheating. Like, so sick of all this sign-stealing crap. We're like, oh, well, they were using a camera. They were using an Apple Watch. Like, make an example out of the Houston Astros, who also have a history of cheating. You guys briefly mentioned this, I think, on the on the episode where you talked about this, where yeah. they had an executive hack into the St. Louis Cardinals system to get yep. scouting reports. Like, what and are you doing? they're calibrating their TrackMan system improperly? Yeah. Like, To leverage you... trade? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, like... Come down hard on this team because they've been doing all this shady stuff for years and make an example out of them. Say, we will not tolerate cheating. We, I don't know if look the other way during the steroid era was right, but is the right way to describe it. But they've cleaned that up, you know. And if you've got, you know, kind of like, and I guess, you know, you, you need a villain because the NFL has the Patriots who are perpetual cheaters. Sure. And yes. maybe the Astros need to be the villain of as the perpetual cheaters, you know. Yeah. I don't know, but you've got to come down hard on this and say we will not tolerate elect- the use of elect- electronic devices to steal signs. If you're going to steal signs, you've got to do it old school. <laughs> yeah, because no, that's I just totally as much agree. a part of baseball as bubble gum yeah, and sunflower it seeds. Totally is. Yeah, but recording the catcher and and sending signals to the clubhouse and then relaying a message and then having somebody hit a trash can that's not baseball that's no. espionage yeah it is <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> so yeah so i would like to see major league baseball come down hard on the astros and part of it is uh is an al west investment but um yeah that's what i want to see that's my number one item on my list that's my big ticket item from santa yeah, I dig it. I um, I wish to amend my list. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I that's I firmly agree with you. I think um I don't think it should be as severe as what they did with Pete Rose and the the nineteen nineteen Black Sox and all that. it's not like that. It's not that bad. Right. Nobody needs to be kicked out of baseball forever, but take a bunch of money and some draft picks and I'm fine with that. Yeah, it but it needs to be pretty bad yeah yeah exactly we need to we need to retain the the integrity of the game now here's here's the deal this i've said this before but steroids and cleaning up steroids that was what bud selig did when he was commissioner okay right that was that's forever going to be his legacy but this cheating thing i think could be manfred's legacy it could be i think that this decision, whatever he and his team decide to do, is going to dictate how he's remembered forever. Uh-huh. Either that or the CBA. If yeah. he saves a strike. Yeah. That could be it. So but. he needs to he needs to come down hard on the Astros and save the strike. That's, and then that's a lot to ask for a guy who can't make a decision. Seriously. But you know who's really <laughs> pulling the strings is Joe Torrey. The best decision Manfred ever made was bringing Joe Torre in because that guy, I guarantee you, that guy is quietly running everything. He should be. Yeah, he should be, and I think he is. I really do think that he's more involved, more hands-on, and has more leverage at the decision-making table than Rob Manfred thinks he does. And he should because he knows what's up. Yeah. 
He's seen it from every angle. Yep, absolutely. I just wonder what Joe would say about all this. Like, if we sat down Joe and we're like, Joe, you going to let J.W. Bats play in the major leagues? Huh? <laughs> and then all the way to... <laughs> All the way to the collective bargaining agreement because he's been a player and he's been a manager and he's done all of it. Yeah, yeah. So like, what is his opinion on that? Yeah, for sure. What is his opinion? I'd like to be a fly on the wall in the MLB front office, like the the main offices, just to know what they talked about. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe they're not working on the CBA. Maybe they're just in there trading baseball cards. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> they're listening to the baseball together podcast is what they're doing <laughs> that'd be great that'd be great but baseball family let us know what you have on your list for for uh, baseball santa um what are you asking for from baseball for this holiday season share with us you can let us know on you can comment on the podcast itself you can let us know on baseball together you can let us know on the vip group if you're not part of the vip group search nine plus us vips send us a request and we will add you and you can be part of the conversation don't forget to jump on the shop as well it's at shop.9plusus.com you can also visit nineplusus.com it's the number nine and then plusus.com tons of great baseball gear t-shirts hoodies sweatshirts brad got his his sweatshirts in this week and they're amazing he said yeah super comfortable we uh we were sitting there wrapping president presents wrapping presidents we were sitting there wrapping presents <laughs> and uh and we wanted to keep them on but then we we're like oh yeah we're wrapping these to put with the kids stuff so <laughs> so we have to wait but they're comfortable um yeah they're really nice sweatshirts cool so anyway, jump on there, buy yourself something nice for the new year, and uh, yeah, enjoy. Don't forget to stop by BaseballTogether.com, where you can read about baseball, you can listen to the podcast. We have um, a podcast player available pretty much all over that place. Like it's, it's hard to miss it. There's a link to the shop there as well. Same thing, all over the place, hard to miss it. Um, last week, I said that I was going to be putting something up this week, um, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, it is a little bit Star Wars related oh, yeah. uh, because the movie came out this week and I went and saw it and I loved it. So you can go check out that. It's called What is Seattle's Kyle Lewis? Um, you can check that out, read <laughs> about it, see what I think about Kyle Lewis. I'm obviously a fanboy, but whatever. I don't care. So go check it out. <laughs> uh, baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast because it helps us out. Um, those likes and the reviews and stuff helps uh, – helps us get more visible so we can grow our baseball family and our community and baseball family thanks for stopping by have a merry christmas and we will catch you next week happy birthday happy birthday